right, it's time for another Master Passive Income Show. My name's Dustin Heiner, and I help people to quit their job by investing in real estate rental properties so they never have to work a job again. See, what we do is we invest in one rental property that makes us $250 or more every single month that goes into our pocket. That is the income minus the expenses, and that difference there goes into our pockets so we can live the dream life. Now today, we're gonna to be looking at how you can make an automatic business. Basically, a business that runs itself and you don't do any work because you have other people doing the business for you. And specifically, we're talking about the property manager. The property manager that's gonna be running your business for you. I have properties all over the country and I don't do anything on the properties. The property manager does everything and their contractors and roofers and all that great stuff. And so that's what I wanna show you how to do is invest in other places, other states with property managers. All right, now let's start today's show where we talk all about property managers and how they can help you in your business making it an automatic business. All right, let's start today's show. the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here's your host, Dustin Heiner. All right, now let's get started. Now today, I am recording out of Pennsylvania. Now we are driving all over the East Coast we're getting, I think it's going to be like 4,000 miles. We rented a, a Toyota Highlander, packed all of us, our bags and our my four kids, my amazing wife. We got in the Highlander. We've been driving since Florida. We're all the way up in Pennsylvania now. Now going through all of this history and seeing where everything started with the American Revolution, then even into the Civil War, all that just great, great history to learn about our great country has been fantastic. We went through Williamsburg. We went through Gettysburg. We're going today. We're going to go through Valley Forge. We're going to go to Washington D.C. in the next maybe two or three days, and going to see all that great stuff. Going to New York. So we're just traveling all over for a four-week vacation, basically a four-week field trip. You know, we homeschool our kids, and we're having an amazing time. It's super amazing just being able to not work a job for four weeks. I don't do anything. My properties do all the work themselves and I don't do any work. I want to show you exactly how to do that as well. So if you want to start investing in real estate rental properties, I want to give you my free course. And last week I tried something new and so many of you took advantage of this, this new way to get my free course. Now, if you want my free course, take advantage of this new way to get to it. Text the word rental. R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. Rental to 33777. And I will get you your download right into your email box. It's super, super simple. But like I said, and I was so surprised at how many of you took advantage of this great offer to be able to use a text message to get this free download. And once you do that, it'll send you an email with your download so you can download it from there. But I want to get this to you. So text the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. I will give you a download of my free course. It's basically a download that has a seven-day course that you're going to be able to walk through to get started investing in real estate rental properties. Now, on this trip, we are doing a couple different things that are super amazing. See, I absolutely love Coca-Cola. So we went to the world of Coca-Cola. 
saw all the great history, even got to try New Coke, which was back in the 80s. I remember being young and New Coke came out and then it was gone, like in 80 days. In fact, it was 79 days. New Coke came out and then they pulled it after that. I think it was a big marketing ploy to get people to get back into Coca-Cola. Now they have Coca-Cola Classic. But today, we're going to do a couple things. One, like I said, we're going to go to Valley Forge, which is going to be a lot of fun. But we're going to go to World of Chocolate, the Hershey Chocolate Company. They have the World of Chocolate. Basically, a amusement park is the, the Hershey Park, but then also a World of Chocolate where you're for like three or four hours. You go through all of the chocolate here in Hershey. I am super excited because I absolutely love chocolate. But then we're going to do something for my wife. We're going to go through the Amish country in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And as a family, we're all going to go through all that Amish country to see all the great things that they do and have a lot of fun. Then we're going to go to Valley Forge and then we're going to go to New Jersey. Now, I want to share with you how I'm able to do this, still make money and not have to work. And that's why we're talking about property managers today and how amazing property managers are because when you have a property manager that runs your business, it's like basically having a quarterback. You know, if you have Tom Brady on your team, he's a quarterback for the New England Patriots. If you have him on your team, you're not going to have to worry about your offense because he will make sure you score and get points and you win. Now, that is what our property managers do. And so today we're talking all about property managers, how you can have a business that runs automatically without any work on your part, and all you do is just receive money. It's absolutely amazing how this works. Now, there are two types of people in this world that I absolutely love to pay money to, and I hate paying money to anybody other than these two people. So there are two people. One is my accountant. I absolutely love paying my accountant because they do work, or he and the whole company does work in three hours, what it would take me three years to do. I hate accounting. I hate working with the numbers. Um, if you're like me, which you're probably not, but I'm not good at numbers. I just know how to make money. So I hate calculating and crunching the numbers. I hate doing all that sort of stuff for my, my taxes. My property manager now is the other person that I love to pay. One's my accountant. The second is my property manager. All my property managers that I have, um, I love paying them because they do all the work and I do none of it. They basically give me a statement at the end of the month. I verify everything's you know spent right, all the expenses and income. I just verify what they do every single month. It takes me about an hour um, per property managers that I that I go through. And once I'm done, that's all the work I do for an entire month. Can you believe that? A month of work is just reviewing things. So I don't even work an hour um, on my business or in my business. I don't, you know, call up tenants. I don't have to uh, fix leaky toilets. I don't have to worry about evictions. I don't worry about, worry about uh, placing people inside the properties. I don't worry about anything in my properties because my property manager does the worrying for me and I pay him <laughs> to worry for me. So as you start building your business, the number one person that you're a person or people or company that you're going to want to hire and you're going to want to hire right is a property manager. If you buy a property and you don't have a property manager, you're going to either manage it yourself or figure out a way to have somebody else manage it. I personally love having a property manager because I don't have to work, like I've said, as well as on top of that, I don't have to work. Literally meaning, number one, I don't have to worry about... Um, uh, getting tenants in there, evicting them. But also, I'm the type of personality that 
if I'm anywhere near my property, if somebody calls and says, hey, this toilet's leaking, it's in me to get over there and fix the toilet right away. But what if it's like at two in the morning when I want to be sleeping or if I'm on vacation or like right now I'm in six weeks in Europe um, on my vacation. Um, If I don't have somebody watching over my properties, I can't actually do it myself and my properties are not going to be taken care of very well. So depending on your level of risk or your level of trust with other people, I would strongly recommend you thinking about getting a property manager. Even if you are in the area that you live or you're investing and you're living in the same area, I would possibly recommend you also getting a property manager. And they're not nearly that expensive as you can think. They know that they can only charge a going rate that would be in the area from other property managers. So you know, other property managers are charging 10%, their rate will probably be about the same. They might try to undercut some other property managers and go 9%, but they usually don't go much higher. And there are plenty of property managers to find. So what I'm going to tell you right now is that what I would do is, and what I do do is get property managers in every single area that I invest. Now I've learned the hard way how to find good property managers. And we're going to talk about that um, in this episode, um, episode number four. And what happens is sometimes you might find a bad property manager. Well, we're going to learn out how, what we can do about that as well. And then what do we do if we need to find a new property manager? So all these things are things that go through your mind as you're looking for build, uh, looking into building your business. Now, Here's the way to start building your business with property managers. One, the first one is to find the right property manager and ask the right questions. So think of a property manager like an employee, somebody that you're going to be hiring, somebody that's going to be working with you for hopefully a very long time. It's expensive to hire an an employee for a business, train them how to run your business well, and then keep them on as an employee, it costs a lot of money. If you have turnover where you have to get rid of that that employee, hire somebody else, get that person all on board, start training them all over again, spend that much money to train them, and then get them running in a business in your business, making your sure your business runs right. It's a lot of work. I had a real estate or sorry, a retail business where I had I had to actually hire employees that would run behind the cash register, you know, take transactions, make pizzas, things like that. Um, and it cost a lot of money to actually train them. It was about one to two, uh, probably about two weeks of training where I have basically the person that I'm training. I'm paying them salary or salary uh, hourly wage, and I'm also paying the trainer. I'm paying them to actually train. So I'm paying for two people when I should only be paying for one, which is absolutely irritating. So that takes out of my my pockets, the profits. And so same thing with the property manager. You do not want to get stuck with a property manager that you're going to have to fire right away or somebody that doesn't work well, somebody that's costing you money, somebody that's not making you money. So you want to hire right. Now, here's the way that you hire a property manager the right way. Number one, you need to get a list of as many property managers in your area as possible. So don't do what I did. The very first thing that I did when I first started my business, I contacted one property manager and went with that one property manager. Um, And uh, what happened was 
after about a year, so about a year, she was working out really well. Uh, it seemed like she was working out well. I was buying more properties. Um, she was taking over the properties and renting them out and things like that. Uh, but after about a year, she started a business. And, you know, there was some little yellow flags that kind of popped up in my head being kind of, hey, this expense doesn't line up or did we really need to do this on this house? All that, you know, kind of thoughts came in my head, little yellow flags. But then red flags started popping up. And I have a friend of mine who says, all yellow lights lead to red, turn to red, red lights. And so this is exactly what happened. So all these little red lights, that uh, red flags that kept popping in my head, eventually became red lights or red flags. And so this property manager, my very first one, who was working out well for a year, um, she started a business, a sub sandwich business, basically making sandwiches. And she had a retail um, shop. And I believe what happened was she started losing money. So she started stealing from me, started creating phantom expenses. You know, like, hey, we had to change out an entire main line of $1,000. Like, $1,000? You got to tell me before you do something stupid like that. You know, maybe there might be something else to do. And so what it turns out was she was actually stealing money from me. And I would, instead of getting, you know, like a $3,000 check, I was getting like a $200 check because she was stealing all the money from me. Now, I don't want to turn you away from property managers or from real estate in general, and which it might sound like, hey, I get a property manager that actually would steal from me. Well, here's here's a tip that I want to give you. Um, we're going to go through a lot of ways to actually find property managers. Now, the quick tip that I'm going to give you is hire slow and fire fast. Hire slow meaning find the right person the right way, which means interview them, talk to them a number of times before you hire them, check their references, um, really work with them to see if there's somebody you want to work with. But then if it ever comes to the point where they're not working out, where they're starting to cost you money, they're not making enough money for you, anything like that, you need to fire them fast. Like literally cut ties and say, okay, you're done and you're moving on. Um, don't try to say, well, it'll get better. Don't, it'll get better. And or, don't keep thinking that you want to just say, okay, it's time. Cut your losses. Tr stop throwing good money after bad and cut your losses, especially if you're suspecting them stealing from you. Just say, hey, it's time for me to move on. I'm finding a new property manager. You don't need to tell them anything unless you really want to. You can just say, hey, it's just time for me to move on. I found somebody else and, you know, give them the keys. They're going to be there in an hour to grab the keys. Um, something like that. So um, hire slow and fire fast. Now, getting back to what I was talking about, how to hire the right person, the right property manager, right company, is basically to get a list of as many property manager companies, individuals, or whatever in the area that you're investing. So I'm going to suggest get at least four to six, um, minimum of four, six. And if you get above six, it's great. But uh, four to six property managers that you can contact. And you're basically going to be interviewing them. You want to interview them as if you're interviewing an employee that you're going to be employing under your, your employment. And so what you want to do is talk to them, ask them questions. And um, in another podcast, we're going to go through all the different questions that you can ask property managers. Um, and these are questions that you're going to have to know that I learned from the School of Hard Knocks, basically hiring a bad property manager and then losing money. So I've learned all these questions, but let's quickly go through what you're going to look for in a property manager. Now, a lot of this is common sense because it's absolutely easy to understand that you want to work with somebody that um, is, is trustworthy. But we need to talk through these because I thought about these, but I didn't really realize how crucial all these were. Okay, so the type of 
property manager type of company you're going to work with is um, has these characteristics. So one, they need to be able to communicate well and in the manner that you want to communicate with them. So let's say you have a problem with your property and your property manager doesn't contact you. They don't they don't tell you about the property. Like my one property manager who was stealing from me, they replaced a whole main line, a main drain for the property of $1,000 or so they said $1,000 without telling me that they were doing that. And it might've been done. It might not have been done. If they did it, then that was $1,000 that I should have been told about. All my property managers, I tell them that anything above $200, let me know what's happening. If it's below $200, like a toilet leak or something, just get it done. Don't bother me. If it's above $200, that's something I want to I want to look at. You could even say if it's above $500, you know, then bother me. But before or below that, don't. So communication is key. You want them to be talking to you about all the big expenses. Basically, give them a criteria. Anything above $200, let me know what's going on so I can make the decision before you do it. Don't just say, hey, there's something that's going to cost $500. I already went and did it. No, let me know before you do it so I can make a decision. I've had plenty of times where, you know, things like it could be so much as, hey, the roof is leaking. Let's replace the entire roof. Well, the property manager, it's not their money. So they're going to, okay, you replace the entire roof because this one section is leaking really bad. But what I've done is said, well, no, I don't want to replace the entire roof. I'm going to replace half of the roof or just patch it if it can. Um, but one, ha- one house, I literally replaced half of the roof. And so it cost me half as much. Um, and I had the roofer give me a quote for half or whole, and it was worth while just to do half because that was the only side that was leaking. Now, that's my decision. I wanted to save some money and it's worked out well. It hasn't come back to bite me at all because the other side's perfect. It's it's totally fine. So all that to say, you want to have communication with your property manager so that they're telling you what's going on in the business. Um, it could be through email. It could be through text. I get plenty of texts from my property managers. Um, it could be through phone calls. However you want to get communication is that's what you wanted to um, confer to that to them. So on top of communication, with being open communication, with them being very verbal on lots of things going on in your properties, um, a 24-hour turnaround time is non-negotiable for me. So if I contact a property manager and they give me, uh, or they, they take longer than 24 hours to get back to me on a certain thing, that is absolutely, you know, in my world, this is how I feed my family is with my properties. If they don't get back to me within 24 hours, they they start getting on the on my bad side where I start getting on them. And I, I ask all property managers that I'm interviewing, is 24-hour turnaround time on communication, are you okay with that? Basically, if I contact you, can you get back to me within 24 hours in the same manner? Like if I text you, you can text me back. If I email you, email me back or call me or whatever. But I want you to be able to respond back to me within 24 hours. If you can't do that, if that's not good for you, you need, you know, uh, 48 hours or 72 hours. That's not good. I don't have to move on because communication is huge. Because if I am far away where I can't see my properties, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you to get on the ball to make sure it's working as well as getting me the accurate information as quick as possible. So communication is absolutely key. And what I, the next one, along with communication They have to be trustworthy. Another thing that is somewhat common sense, or it is common sense, but if you don't have somebody trustworthy, you don't have a business. The first property manager I had that that screwed up, 
um, was because I didn't hire them right. I just picked one and said, okay, you're a property manager. Let's go ahead and go with you. Now I've learned that I actually weed out property managers that I either don't like working with or don't like talking on the phone. Like our personality, she, they, he or she may be a great person. Just my personality doesn't match with that personality. And it's like, okay, I'll just, I want to work with somebody that I want to um, have a long relationship with three, five years or 10 years or however long. So I'm going to be working them with them plenty that I want to be able to enjoy working with them. It could be something as that. But on top of that is, are they trustworthy? Do you feel like you can trust them with what they're telling you? Are they giving you accurate information on the quotes, the price quotes? Are they giving you accurate information on how the property's looking? All that sort of stuff. So you need to remember that these the property manager is basically an employee that's working for you. They're not an employee, meaning like you're giving a W-2, you're not taking uh, Social Security out and stuff like that, but you're paying them a contracted rate, but you have them as the ability to work and find your properties to get them rented, to make sure that they are taken care of, to ev- evicting the properties. They do all that work, and if you can't trust them to do those, that work, you need to fire them as quick as possible. So here, let me give you a tip. Do not put up with a bad property manager. If you have a bad property manager that you can't trust, that doesn't communicate well, that isn't taking care of their tenants, isn't taking care of the properties, um, isn't giving you accurate receipts, isn't doing any of that. If you can't, you have a trust. If you don't have a trustworthy um, uh, property manager, you need to hire slow and fire fast. And this is a type of manager, uh, property manager that you need to fire fast. If you have a bad property manager, get rid of them as quick as possible. What I would do is, and this is the scenario, if you had a property manager that was going bad, I would quickly, like that day, literally find four other property managers in the area. Start calling all of them, interviewing them really quickly as, as best I can, and the next day calling them again and double checking to make sure of who I actually want to work with. Hiring that property manager to say, okay, here's my property manager. Um, here's a list of the properties. Here are all the key, or they, they have all the keys. Um, make sure you get the lease. Make sure you get the keys. And I'm going to let them know that you're going to be coming there today to pick up everything. Um, because basically you want to just cut ties as quick, as fast as possible, not letting them know that you're doing it. But you basically just want to say, okay, property manager, you're fired. Then you have the replacement coming in and grabbing the keys. That's what you want to do. I've had to do it before. It's not the best. You obviously you want to hire right so that you actually have the a long lasting relationship with somebody or a, a business that's actually running well. Also, accountability. The next one, along with communication and trustworthiness, is accountability. So everything that the property manager does should be ran through you. They're accountable to you. They're not accountable to the tenant. Obviously, they want to make sure that the tenant is taken care of, that they're not living in a, in a horrible place, but they're, they are accountable to you as a landlord. You're their customer. They want to please you to make sure you're making money. If you're not making money, then they should not be making money. So you can have a property that is that has a five dollar toilet toilet leak, but you but you you want them to take care of those. But when there's like a three hundred dollar um, 
a water heater or a $2,000 furnace that needs to be fixed, they need to be going through you. You're not the one that's in, uh, uh, it's not the tail wagging the dog, basically. You're not beholden to them. They're beholden to you. You can fire them at any time. If you start feeling like you need to bow down to what the uh, property manager is saying, like, okay, well, I just got to trust that they're doing this, even though I don't like it. No, no, no. That's absolutely not the case. You need to put your foot down as the landlord and say, you do it my way or I'm finding somebody else. They are, they're, you are their, their customer. You're paying them to do a service. If they're not doing it right, find somebody else. Don't put up with a bad property manager. So you want them to adequately answer your questions. If you have a question about a certain property and they're starting to say, it starts to seem like there's too many stories, they might be lying to you. You might need to move on. You might need to find somebody else. So they're accountable to you, not you to them. If As soon as you start feeling like you need to do what they say or um, what they say goes, then you need to start putting your foot down. Well, I've actually had to do this a few times where I had to hold my property managers one area hold their feet to the fire. They screwed up. They had a tenant actually stay in my property for two, no, three months longer than they should have. I thought the eviction was going. Evictions take probably about a month, give or take. I thought the eviction was actually going. Well, in January, I said, let's start the eviction. February, I know that the eviction, you know, takes time. We have to give a three-day notice. We have to go to the court. We have, you know, have a court date, all that sort of stuff. And I knew it was going to take some time. So, January, they didn't pay. February, they didn't pay. So I'm figuring, okay, the eviction's going. In April, sorry, sorry, March. In March, I realized they still haven't paid. And I emailed them, I contacted them saying, when is the court date? I haven't heard. It's been a long time. And they came back to me and said, oh, man, we didn't file. We put in our notes to file, but we didn't actually file it. And I said, what? They've been in there for three months without the eviction even going. This is an absolutely huge screw up. Like I literally called them on the carpet. I said, you screwed up here. You are costing me lots and lots of money. I didn't just try to say, or, you know, oh, well, well, get it going now. No, I called them on it. I said, this can never, ever happen again. This is absolutely uncalled for. Now I'm the type of personality that I don't like calling people out. That's not something I, I enjoy doing, but I do it when it's necessary because I never want something like that to happen again. That's basically uh, for this property. He was renting for $500 a month, $500 times three and uh, three months was $1,500. And once the eviction started, it took another uh, month and a half. So it was close to two, a little over $2,000 that was out of my pocket, out of my family's pocket because of their screw up. Now I could have fired them, but that's a mistake. And I wanted, I don't want to fire somebody for a mistake. Now, if they repeat the mistake over and over again, that's when I, I need to fire them. So they, they're accountable. Property managers are accountable to you. Now, a way that you can tell if a property manager is not giving the quality of work is to see how the rent is compared to, oh, sorry, how the rent that you are receiving from your properties is compared to the market. So if your market should have rents for this particular house that you have, should be $1,000, but they're only able to rent it for 800 that's a question that should be in your mind. Maybe there's something wrong with the quality of work. Maybe what they're telling me the property looks great, but it's actually not. Maybe you know the carpets are stained and they, the property manager should be telling you, Hey, we got to clean the carpets or the, um, you know, there, there's broken staircases or there's paint chipping. 
things like that that would make a tenant not want to actually become a tenant, you know, a potential renter not want to rent the property from you. If the quality of the home, the quality of their work isn't isn't so good that they don't want to rent there, that should be a sign to you to say, maybe let me look at my property manager to see if they're doing the right job. Because if they have it adequately priced, adequately maintained and taken care of and cleaned, it should be able to rent pretty quickly and pretty well. So you want to keep that in mind as you are looking at the quality of work. Next one would be references. Now, references for property managers, as you're calling up and talking to your property managers that you're potentially going to hire, you want to ask for references. Now, the references are other investors, not tenants. You don't need to talk to the tenants. That's in my opinion, I don't care what the tenants are going to say. You get um, tenants that just badmouth property managers just because. I want to know what other landlords are saying, what other their, their customers are saying. Because just like if you're going to get references for, you know, you buy a book on Amazon or you go to um, Yelp.com to see other reviews, basically you're getting reviews, what people are saying about the property manager. Now, you're not always going to find a Yelp for a property manager, you know, a Yelp page for a property manager. Sometimes they don't have it. Sometimes they do. Now, if they do have a Yelp page where they have reviews, look for the landlord reviews. Don't look for tenant reviews. Um, You can take those into account, but I look for landlord reviews because I want to see, are they uh, trustworthy? Are they going to have communication problems? Um, Are they going to have good quality of work? All that sort of stuff from other uh, landlords. Now, what also not just like through Yelp or, you know, reviews, you want to talk to their customers. So ask the property manager, could you give me a a referral of one or two of your customers? Have me talk to them. I'd like to talk to them just to get a refer reference for your quality of work. You know, how, how you do, how you work well with them, how you take care of your properties, things like that. I just want to see what other people are saying. Now, I have literally had, I literally, I'm in England, so I'm going to say, uh, I literally had, <laughs> sorry, that's a joke because they say literally all the time and they say it like that, literally, and they say it in their words, uh, like in a sentence, they'll say it 15 times in one sentence. It's actually really funny. But anyways, going back to, I literally had a potential property manager tell me, no, I will not give you any references because my cu- my customers, my, my uh, landlords, they want to be left alone. They don't want to be bothered by anything. So I take care of everything for them and I don't want them to be bothered by you. I lit- literally said, well, thank you. I'll talk. Um, I'll, I'm not going to go with you. Goodbye. And hung up or basically stopped talking to them because if they are not, if they're so secretive or they're so worried about me talking to their, um, pro- their landlords, their customers, then there is my opinion, something wrong. There probably couldn't, there probably isn't something wrong, but I'm going to assume that there is because I want to assume that I want to work with somebody that is open and trustworthy and completely. I mean, there could be other problems. Maybe they don't have customers. I mean, it could be that they've never done it before. That could be one. It could be one that their customers don't like them. Their landlords don't like them. It could be one that they hide things and they want to hide. Well, to me, I can't have my property managers hide a thing. Everything needs to be out in the open, completely transparent. So I quickly just, actually, I was, I flew out to Illinois when uh, Springfield, Illinois was, I was starting a new area and I was talking to property managers and this one literally said, literally said, no references. I'm not going to give you any. And I said, okay, 
bye. And I drove off and I was actually really irritated because he was working out pretty well. Uh, well, I won't say no. There was some yellow flags that were popping up, but um, those yellow flags turned to red when he said, no, I'm not going to give you any references. So ask for references, at least one or two. One bare minimum, two would be good. Just talk to two people and just say, hey, I just want to give two minutes of your time. You know, um, just let them know I'll be calling them, talking for maybe two minutes. That's all I need from them. So go ahead and do that. Get references. Also, next one is commission percentage. Now, the commission percentage is what you're going to be paying on a month-to-month basis for the property manager to manage the property. Now, it could be anywhere from 8% to 12%. It could be a percentage. It also could be a flat fee every single month. Now, it just depends basically on the area. One area that I invest in Houston, it's more of a flat fee. Another area I invest in... um, uh, Ohio, it's more of a percentage. In Arizona, where I invest, it's also a percentage. So it really depends on the area. And usually property managers, they compete with each other. They want business. And so if one does something, they try to all kind of match it. So what I've found is if you're doing a um, an, a higher rate or higher expense type of property that has, not expense, higher income. So it rents for maybe $1,500 to $2,000. You can sometimes get people or companies that would charge a flat fee. In Houston, it was a $95, it is a $95 a month flat fee instead of 10%. So my property is renting for $2,000. Well, that would be $200. Well, I'm so glad to only pay $95 instead of 10%, which would be $200. Now, another area where I invest, it's 10%. So 10% of a $800 um, a month property that it has income, that's only $80 a month. Or if it's a $600 property, that's only $60 a month for the property manager. So that's 10%. So that's an average. I've paid as high as 12% because the property manager was really good and that's the was the the going rate um for the area 10 to 12 percent so i paid for for him on the higher end i since have moved on but um 12 percent is pretty high but i would say an average is about 10 percent um obviously the lower the better but you want to hire somebody and pay them well to do the job for you now on top of the commission you're going to have to be to watch out for other fees that are going to come up and these are questions you're going to ask basically what services do you provide and how much do you charge for these services. So there are certain other fees that come up. There are some that are absolutely a non-starter for me, which basically if they charge this, I am not going to go with them. And one of them is a minimum monthly fee if the property is not rented. I absolutely will not stand for that. Absolutely at all. I have had people say, or property managers say, well, we're going to charge you $50 a month if it's rented or not. And I'm like, well, if you're only charging 10% of a $600 month property, that's $60. And if I'm going to charge, if you're going to charge me a minimum of $50, that's only $10 than if it's not rented. What's the incentive for you to actually rent out the property to make me money? Well, this is what they say. You're going to find another property manager if we're not making you money. I'm like, yes, I agree, but I don't want to go through that headache. So what I've done is I've negotiated out that if I like the company or the person, I've negotiated out that minimum fee saying, I'm not going to pay you a minimum fee. If you want my business, you need to take that out where you're, you're not going to get charged a minimum or I'm not going to get charged a minimum fee. So I would encourage you, if you like the company, negotiate that out. Say, I want to take that out. Um, but if if you don't, just go ahead and scratch them off. Say, well, done. I'm. <laughs> you've already made the decision for me. I'm not going to pay you money to not work. Because um, usually what happens is you'll pay, pay a finder's fee. So this is another fee that's going to come up. Um, a finder's fee for finding a tenant for the property. 
Now, I'm totally fine. Personally, I'm fine with a finder's fee because they have to work hard to find a tenant. They have to go to the house to show the house. They have to market it. If they put any marketing materials, they have their overhead for their business. They have websites that they post to or they have their own website that they have to host. Um, But basically, their time to go to the house open up the house over and over and over again to let tenants in, potential tenants in to rent the property, to view the property. Well, that's a lot of time. Now, a finder's fee can be negotiated. So I've had as low as $100 to find a tenant, which is really low, but I've had as high as one entire month of rent. Usually um, in certain areas, it's they say, okay, the first month's rent is all of ours. Well, if you have a, an $1,800 um, property that's $1,800 out of your pocket out of one entire month. And they usually have a relisting fee. So not relisting, but a releasing fee. So if they, you get a tenant in there for one year after a year, they sign a lease again. Well, they're going to charge you another finder's fee or basically a releasing fee. It's less than the finder's fee, but they still charge you another fee. So these are fees you need to watch out for, but these are also just like everything. I'd say everything in this business is negotiable. So Just like tenants might come in and say, hey, you're charging or you want $1,600 for this property, would you take $1,500? See, everybody negotiates. So everything is negotiable. So in your finder's fee, you can negotiate that as well. If they want to charge you entire full month's rent, which um, recently I had a property manager say they wanted a full month's rent. I liked them, but I said, this is one sticking point that it's just too much for me. Would you take um, half a month's rent? for the finding fee. I have this other uh, realtor, or sorry, property manager that's going to do it for cheaper. Would you be willing to take that? And we settled, I think it was like maybe three quarters of a first month's rent because I really like them much better than the other ones. Um, So that's negotiable. You can negotiate that. You can also negotiate what the relisting fee is going to be. So keep an eye on these fees. And when you get a list of their fees, you need to watch out for other other fees. Obviously the minimum monthly fee, get rid of that. Another one that I'd hate that I never want to pay for for up charges for contractors and repairs. So you might get a property manager that's going to say, every time I call out a plumber, a handyman, a contractor, whatever, I will add on 10% on top of their bill for my time. And I say, why would you do that? What am I paying you 10% to run the property for? That's part of it. And so anytime a property manager wants to charge me on uh, for somebody else's work, I say, no. You need to take that out. I'm not going to pay you that. I'm going to pay them directly or, you know, I'll, whatever. So you do not, I, my personal opinion, I don't pay for them to upcharge or I don't pay upcharges for property managers to tack on top of repairs and things that I have to pay for, for a property for them, basically just making a phone call, Hey, getting somebody out there and I'm paying them 10%. That's just absolutely ridiculous. So I don't, charge. I don't work work with that. Um, Work with property managers that charge that or I negotiate that out. Also marketing fees. That's also something that should be a part of something else, which would be the finder's fee. They might say, well, we, we need to pay for marketing. So that comes out of your pocket. I say, no, that's what the finder's fee is for. You do all your work on the finder's fee. If they want to charge that and it's a stickling point, I'd say, well, I'm moving on because there are plenty of people that will actually find somebody in there much cheaper. Another fee that you need to watch out for is a charge to visit the property for any reason. They might say it's a $50 minimum charge to go view the property for whatever reason. It's like, why am I paying you 10% then? Why am I giving you a monthly fee? What what comes with that for you just to um, receive phone calls? I could do that myself. I can give them my cell phone number and <laughs> manage that myself. In fact, I could just get a virtual assistant somewhere in uh, you know the Philippines that could answer the phone calls and pay them $10 a week 
So, you know, 40 bucks a month to manage all my properties. I could do that. Why don't I do that? Why am I going through you? So you basically want to find somebody that's going to work with you on these these fees and somebody that you're going to want to work with. Now, a, a big tip I'm going to give you, and I've said this over and over again, you want to work with somebody that you like working with, basically that get, you get along with. You're going to be working with them for hopefully for a few years, if not five, 10 years. And you want to work with somebody that you actually like to talk to. Like, not say like where you're going to go hang out and be buddy-buddy, but not somebody that rubs you wrong. Like, man, when I get off the phone with this person, I just feel bad. Or if I'm going to call this person, I feel bad. You don't want to have a property manager that does that. Um, another thing is you want to, in finding a property manager, it's really easy to weed out some really bad property managers very quickly. Now, here, here's the tip. So imagine you going to, um, or imagine a customer coming to you. If a customer comes to you and says, you know, you're selling a product, you're, you know, let's just say you're, you're selling computers. Um, you're selling computers and if a customer comes to you and says, Hey, I want to buy a computer. Well, the, the, if, they, if you don't get back to them for like two days, they probably have moved on and bought a computer someplace else. Um, you know, so it basically, you want to put your best foot forward for all your customers. You want to look the best. You want to perform the best. You want them to say, I want to buy through this person. Same thing with the property manager. Imagine now the role is reversed. You are the customer. You're going to this property manager. You're wanting to give them your business. They need to try to earn your business. Now, when you are starting to work with them, calling them, interviewing them, if they seem impatient, if they seem like they're wasting their time with you, whatever, you know, it just feels like they are um, distant. And that's before they even have your business. Imagine once they have their your business and they're making you money they're probably going to be even worse. So when they're talking to you before you hire them, that's when their best foot should be forward. And if they are doing poorly, if they're taking three days to get back to you, if they are not, if they're being dodgy on their questions and, and they are literally not doing good on, on answering your questions and getting you things that you want, being concession, giving concessions and things like that, but with negotiating the fees, if, in trying to earn your business, they suck, then move on. Sorry to be so crass and say that. But if they're horrible, go ahead and move on. Find another company to work with. Because if they cannot do a good job earning your business, once they have your business, they're not going to do a job keeping it. All right. So now this was the episode number four, where we talk all about property managers. There's so much more to talk about property managers, like what questions you should ask, how to manage them. You you know, like a a tip would be, you need to tell your property manager, Hey, this is my business rules. If, or the rent is due on the first, it's late after the third on the fifth, you give them, you know, late fee Um, on the fifth, you give them a three-day notice. And after the three-day notice, you start the eviction process right then and there. No ifs, ands, or buts. Just follow that business rules for me. And, um, you know, if a tenant's been in there, the, the house for over a year, then maybe I'll be a little more lenient. But if they've been in there two months, three months, even four months, and they start being late on their rent, no, follow those rules. Get them out of there as quick as possible. That's a quick tip on how to, how to manage property managers. So this, there's so many great things about property managers. There's some bad things to watch out for. Hopefully this gave you a good understanding of how to find a good property manager. Don't do what I did and hire the very first person I talked to. Um, but you want to be, you want to make a good decision. So hire slow and fire fast. 
Sweet. Now this ends this show of the Master Passive Income Show. And seriously, you guys, thank you so much for being here with me. I really, really appreciate you. Now, if you got anything out of this, if you got anything good, I want you to pass it on to somebody else. Share it with just one person so that they can see that they can change their lives with real estate and financial freedom. Thank you so much for being here with me. Now, remember, go out and get your free real estate investing course. Text the word rental to 33777. That's rental, R-E-N-T-A-L, to 33777. Get your free course. Get started. Change your life. Now remember, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, but the second best time is today. Get started today. Don't put it off. You want to change your life. Get out there and do it right now. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for being here again with me. I'll see you next week.